Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's a good time to take stock of oil markets today. And though we are three days removed from the breakdown in talks between OPEC and France, we are seeing that crude prices are in decline for the third straight day. Just a quick recap WTI crude futures falling by more than 1.5% to $71 a barrel, and Brent crude now trading. At $72.48 per barrel, down by 1.3%, according to uh, data from oilprice.com. And, of course, a lot of this has to do with the breakdown in talks by OPEC+. Plus. But what exactly caused this, and why is this roiling markets so significantly and raising concerns? Well, today in Money FM 89.3, we're going to talk all things about oil and OPEC+. Plus. And joining us on the line is Mr. Victor Schum, who's the Vice President for Consulting and Energy at IHS Market. He's a long, he's a, he, spends dec- he spent decades analyzing the energy markets for, um, for for the most part, and he's here to help us understand what exactly happened and why this is causing shockwaves through the commodities market. Mr. Dr. Shum, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are in good health and safe during these times, and welcome back to the show, sir. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, too. All right, Dr. Shum, first off, help our, us and our listeners understand how the breakdown in talks between OPEC Plus happened and why of all people, the, or why of all players, the United Arab Emirates became the source of the standoff this time. We do know that uh, you know, uh, relationships between these members, not exactly the smoothest. But this time around, did the, uh, did the fact that the UAE was the source of the standoff caught, catch you by surprise? Uh, yes and no. You know, after you know, several days of uh, failed talks, the OPEC Plus ministers... Uh, I decided to cancel this uh, a meeting on uh, a Monday uh, to uh, uh, figure out their oil supply uh, plan in uh, starting in uh, August. The UAE has been the long holdout regarding such a deal. The UAE refused to accept an extension of the current output restraints agreement that's going to expire in April next year to the end of uh, next year, unless it got a bigger quota. So I, I think the UAE probably wants to uh, sell as much crude as possible ahead of peak oil demand in the current era of accelerator energy transition. When Abu Dhabi, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Dr. Shim, sorry. Yeah. The Abu Dhabi National Oil Company in the UAE has planned to uh, boost its oil production capacity to 5 million barrels per day by the end of this decade, from about 4 million today. The International Energy Agency estimates that global oil demand is going to plateau in 2030. The same year, Abu Dhabi National Oil expects to hit its new goal of producing 5 million barrels per day. So it's really in uh, the UAE's interest to gain market share before oil demand growth dries up. And that, I think, has uh, driven uh, the UAE decision to... uh, uh, be the long holdout uh, on this uh, supply deal. You know, it's very interesting to me, Dr. Sherman. You know, my uh, analogy, uh, my uh, view of OPEC might be a bit more limited than yours, but I found it so interesting because it seems to have also disrupted relationships between Saudi Arabia and UAE. When I look at these two members, I kind of liken them to Batman and Robin, and now even relations between Saudi Arabia and the UAE might have soured just a little bit. Overall, though, Mike, what might this do to relations within OPEC Plus? And could this lead to an unruly restoration of output by value? various members unilaterally, which might even evoke shades of last year's price war. Well, the lack of uh, uh, unity within the alliance has certainly raised the uh, specter of a repeat of last year's uh, 
uh, price war when members uh, pumped at will and sent oil prices crashing. Uh, the current situation is still very uh, fluid and is possible talks could be revived in the coming days to uh, uh, weeks. I think it is likely some sort of a compromise will uh, be reached eventually and uh, output will uh, start to increase in uh, August and uh, beyond. You know, we'll see. All right. Uh, we're still meeting Dr. Victor Shum, Vice President for Consulting and Energy at IHS Market here on Money FM 89.3 to talk about the state of oil markets after the breakdown in talks between OPEC and friends. Of course, the possibility of Iran returning to global crude markets has also been somewhat overshadowed by that recent tiff, Dr. Shum. And their energy minister leading up to those talks also remarked that they could even return to normal operations once sanctions are lifted. It's not unusual to see Tehran be more bullish because of these recent talks. But how big of an impact could Iran have on global global oil markets, if that is the case, if they're allowed to pump back at normal levels for the most part, um, like to help our listeners understand the magnitude of Iran in the global oil uh, supply markets. Okay. Uh, if, if there is a deal that returns more Iranian oil to the market, we expect sanctions to be least in stages, not uh, or at once. And uh, remember, there is no deal until one is actually agreed by the U.S. and uh, Iran. A staged approach would mean there is no fake ban, you know, a huge spike in Iranian oil sales. So a spike, of course, cannot be uh, ruled out until the terms of a deal, if there's one uh, uh, made here. And so more Iranian oil coming back to the market will help prevent uh, the market from uh, uh, overheating, particularly in uh, uh, recent days and weeks, uh, the market has focused on upward uh, oil price uh, uh, movement, and there have been talks about uh, oil price reaching $100 uh, per barrel. So more oil will prevent the uh, market from overheating. All right. Um, you know, Dr. Shum, you know, over the last 12, 15 months, OPEC Plus has been lauded for the most part in succeeding in keeping Shale oil drillers in the U.S. quite subdued in comparison to pre-pandemic years. We've seen oil prices actually uh, decline significantly even before the COVID-19 pandemic because of the output by some of these shale oil producers or hellcatters out in the United States. Now, it's been roughly a year, and if oil prices continue to rise, could this also entice some of these shale oil drillers stateside to roll the dice and maybe say, you know what, maybe it's time to even start drilling and pumping again if they decide to do that? And we're talking about the supply side of the equation here. Could this also have an effect in subduing markets as well? Or as OPEC Plus ultimately tamed the shale oil drillers, based on what you're seeing? I think with prices now near three-year highs, there will be more U.S. shale oil production coming back uh, next year. But pressure from uh, Wall Street on shale operators to stick to capital discipline will contain oil production somewhat. So there will unlikely be a significant surge in uh, U.S. oil outputs next year, but there will be more. Um, so what is IHS markets' outlook for oil markets by year-end, Dr. Shum? And how quickly might we return to that deficit that OPEC Plus was hoping to happen next, next month? And, uh, and is the next concern perhaps oil threatening 100 U.S. dollars a barrel given the inf- inflationary implications of this? I think uh, before uh, the oil price hit uh, $100 or even $80, countries outside OPEC Plus and even some within OPEC Plus will want to produce as much as uh, they can. And so in our uh, base case uh, outlook, we expect oil prices to uh, peak in the 70s during the summer 
a month, and then ease to the upper 60s towards uh, uh, EN. We do assume that additional supply, including Iranian oil, will prevent the markets from uh, uh, overheating. Uh, so we know, you know, there's been quite a bit of attention on upward oil price uh, uh, movements. Uh, we, we have to remember that COVID remains a uh, global scourge and variants are still spreading in many countries in a race against uh, attempts to expand vaccination uh, uh, programs. So we, uh, on the one hand, have uh, uh, supply potentially being limited, and, uh, and then we have also uh, uh, COVID uh, uh, threatening uh, the uh, return to uh, demand growth. And, and finally, Dr. Shum, we've been talking about the oil dem- supply demand on a country-by-country country basis. Now, I want to talk about it on a sector-per-sector sector basis. If oil prices are to recover, which sector or which industry do you think is going to be the biggest driver for this growth? Is it going to be broader consumer demand? Do you think it's going to be airlines or shipping companies? What are your thoughts as to what sector might be the most vital to making sure that oil prices do sustain a recovery? I think uh, when uh, COVID becomes under control and uh, borders uh, open up, uh, the growth in uh, adjusted demand uh, will be a uh, a big driver of uh, uh, you know oil demand recovery and uh, and uh, supporting uh, price strength in oil markets. All right. Very interesting thoughts there. We'll have to leave it at that. But I'd like to thank Dr. Victor Shum, Vice President for Consulting and Energy at IHS Market, for joining us today on Money FM 89.3 to talk about the state of oil markets uh, days after the breakdown in OPEC Plus talks and also what he's looking out for in crude futures in uh, the months ahead. Dr. Shum, thank you so much. As always, I wish you and your loved ones continued health and safety during these uncertain times. And we look forward to next time you can join us back on the show. Meanwhile, do stay safe and have a great Thursday evening, sir. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.